Hello, my name is Michael Garrick, and this is Popping Culture. My guest today is a salesman and comedian, David Baker. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Michael. Excited. Oh, yeah, me too, brother. Uh, Whenever I have a comedian on, um, I like to ask, um, a lot of people like to focus on bombing, but I'm more focused on succeeding. So when was the first time you killed, and how did it feel? Well, it... um I kind of like to talk about the worst time I bombed. Okay. Can I? Can I? Can yes. I? Seriously? Call you. <laughs> well, the only reason I say that is I uh, I recently watched one of my early sets where I thought I did well, and uh, you know it's interesting how your perspective changes because uh, there's a lot I would have done differently now. But uh, I like I don't know I I think it's fun to talk about when you just ate crap. So uh, it was about a month in. Uh, I was in Atlanta. Okay. It was an all-black comedy club south of the airport. Do you know where uh, Gucci Mane grew up? Yes. Like, it was kind of a hood area. Yes. So, uh, I met uh, one of uh, the comics from Spartanburg. He was going down there, and I was like, All right, I'll give it a shot. And it was this open mic competition. And uh, I think I did about two minutes. Um, and I did this joke about Instagram girls. And when the act out, I bend over to like kind of illustrate how they pose in those pictures. And I got a wedgie uh, and, and I was wearing gym shorts and I, I picked out the, the wedgie without thinking about it. And, uh, and everybody noticed it. And then I heard the noises turn from like laughs to like groans. And then the booze started coming. And then, uh, yeah, they booed me off stage. And then the host came up. And uh, he roasted me pretty hard. He said, did this dude, I, he, said, he said, first of all, I said, I didn't realize how white this guy was. He said, did he just pick his butt on stage? And then he, uh, yeah, the whole room basically uh, laughed for two minutes after that. And uh, yeah, but they were, they were, I mean, it was fine. It was really humbling. It was funny. I mean, uh, and uh, yeah, it was a good experience overall, but uh yeah, I won't forget it. Nice, nice. Uh, well, man, you got to take the wins with the losses, you know. Yeah. I, uh, since you brought up yours, I can bring up mine and make you feel better. Yeah, my please worst do. Bomb- okay. <laughs> <laughs> my worst bombing experience was I was um, I was opening uh, for this big-name comedian. It was like my first time ever opening for a big-name comedian. And I had never did a full, like, all-black crowd before. Uh-huh. And, um... It just like the first three shows I cruised through, it was like a C minus job, C plus, and then it came to the last show. Last show, most people, like it was like close to, I want to say 70 people there. Yeah. Um, at the COVID, 70 people there is like a great crowd. Yeah, but, that's um, huge. Nothing hit. Didn't get booed. <laughs> didn't get booed. Didn't get talked over. Nothing. Yeah. It was more just a crowd of like, is this what this guy finds funny? Yeah. And then, like, after the show, I tell everybody, you know, drive safe, have a great night. As I turn around, I hear a guy say, thank you for sucking. <laughs> and I already had my back turned, so I was like, all right, I ain't got to turn around. I can act like I didn't hear it. But in, yeah. my, in my heart, I was like, well, uh, he wasn't wrong. Like, yeah. <laughs> I had to try to sell merch after that. Yeah. <laughs> you want to buy my merch? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that almost worse when it's, like, nothing? Like, just dead silence and just... You know, yeah. uh, like at least with booing, I know like you're interacting. Like, yeah, there was you, some. You know, when you're just looking, it's just like, hmm, this is, hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just soul sucking, man. This is the and way his mind just, works. Yeah, just like I, everything I thought. Yeah, about the, what's funny was wrong. The and, nicest thing about it was the headliner was K Dub, and K Dub was like, 
keep Dude, doing what yeah. you're doing. Like you're funny, you know. You just gotta learn how to like be funny in these rooms. Yeah. So it's funny. Yeah, K Dub. I think we mentioned that he he was he works as a host at that mic that I was talking about in that comedy club. It's wow. Uptown Comedy Corner, south of the airport. Well, he was yeah. nice to me. He didn't. Know yeah, yeah. Him. Well, yeah. You know, he wasn't the host when when okay. that happened. But I'd gone him a couple of times, and I know he's there. But I know his style of comedy is very you know intense and and. uh it's different than my style of comedy, but yeah. I like going to rooms where I'm uncomfortable though too. Like everyone's like, it's, it's great to go to rooms where they know you, but it's, it's fun to, to go to places where it's, it's more of a different experience, but I like our level of comedy just because, Oh, you don't think you don't know I'm funny. You don't think I'm funny. Let me surprise you. Yeah. Instead of like yeah. when you get to a certain level and people are like anywhere Chris Rock goes, they already know, okay, he's funny. Yeah. They're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But for like us at the bottom, it's just like, all right, let's, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know who this guy is. Let's see if he's funny. Yeah, yeah. You kind of have to break the ice somehow yeah. and and get him to crack and then like you and yeah. then be funny. Yeah, um, it's like the jack out of the box each time. Just like they're there, we're rolling them up, and it's like, all right, here I am. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, the topic you chose was stand up and how it's influenced pop culture. Uh, do you, what are your top five comedians? Oh gosh, um, Norm Macdonald. Uh, I think he's my number one. Um, he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I like Norm because uh, there's way more to Norm than meets the eye. Yeah. Uh, he, I think he's a very smart person, uh, but he never tries to come across that way to an audience. He never tries to get messagey or preachy. He's very silly and uh, and I don't know. He's just really likable. You know, he has like a humble wick. He plays the dumb guy. Um, and he always goes against the grain. I think part of comedy is like you want to surprise people. And he does that to a fault. Like, um, I think well, most people know Norm from the SNL yeah. uh, days of the 90s when he was a weekend update host. And he did really edgy stuff, really edgy stuff. Could not get away with those jokes now. Yeah. Could not get away with any of those jokes yeah. right now. Yeah, they would be <laughs> the the OJ stuff, the uh, uh, stuff about. Um, I don't know. He had stuff that would probably be considered misogynistic, and uh, but he didn't care. I mean, he 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 didn't want to pander. He wanted to go with what was funny. He wanted to keep the joke simple, concise. He's very much a purist when it comes to stand up, and I actually admire. Like he's not that well known because he never hit it big with movie. He had some movies and stuff, but he never had his own show that had a lasting runtime. He he had like one season on a show, but he was he was maybe too much of a lightning rod to like get mainstream famous and he just loves stand up for stand up um and that's good enough for him to just be you know a touring comic and uh what was the movie he did with dave Chappelle? i like that movie. oh uh where they kidnapped a dog yeah oh gosh i'm forgetting the name of that one but i did like that movie dirty work is another movie he did I don't know. If, I don't know if that's the one with Chappelle. I think there's another one. Screwed. Yeah, Is screwed, it screwed. Screwed. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. I don't even know if I've seen that one. I'm just obsessed with his stand up. Okay. Uh, Definitely his, check it out though. Yeah. Okay. And he's a fan of you know literature and and he's the human condition. He does a lot about death. He does a lot about just really crazy topics that. Um, and it's really interesting as well as funny. Uh, Louis C.K. I like Dave Chappelle. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Um, and, uh, I'm trying to think of round out of number five. I'll say David Spade. I like David Spade a lot. Uh, I have never heard somebody put David Spade in a top five. That yeah. Is. Maybe it's just cause I couldn't think of anybody else at the moment. 
No, 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 no. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. Well, what is? Have you heard? Have you seen David Spade stand up? I have. I have. I mean, it's it, not bad. It's it may not be. Because to me, I know him as more than just a stand-up. I mean, I know him from Tommy Boy, uh, you know, Black Sheep. Uh, I mean, I like that crew, you know, like Adam Sandler, uh, Chris Farley, David Spade, um, Chris, I, Chris Rock. Like, I hope my team is that tight. Like, for yeah. real. Like, I, I want... It was I mean, a simpler time, man. In the '90s, there wasn't all this wokeness. This everybody being t- like they just had fun, and they didn't get overly political one way or the other. They were very down the middle, and just uh, yeah. I hope my team's that tight. I would hate for my friends to give me a movie like The Animal, but you know, The Animal. You know, I, that movie was supposed. to, I guess it was meant for Adam Sandler, and Adam Sandler was like, "I don't have time," so he yeah. just gave it to Rob. Oh yeah, and Rob was like, "Yeah, I'll Schneider. Do, yeah, I'll just do this yeah, bad yeah. movie. That's fine, dude." Oh yeah, Rob Schneider. Have you seen Adam Sandler's latest stand-up special? By yeah. the way, hundred yeah. percent fresh, mm-hmm. dude. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, did, did you did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. I I cried at the end of that when he did the tribute to Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a big softy. I, I like, like the, um, the remix to "I Want to Grow Old with You." Like, yeah. thank you for growing old with me. That was yeah. That was smart. Did that strike a chord with you, Mister? Yeah, because I grew up engaged with man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, buddy. congrats. That's thanks, awesome. Buddy. Thanks so much. I make horrible decisions. Yeah, um, with huh? <laughs> but it, dude, it's rare when a comic can get sappy and actually keep the audience with. with I mean, you know, Wait, like it he, was an endearing tribute both the Chris Farley and the one to his wife and I was like man I experienced every emotion through this 60 minutes it was yeah for me it was more like yeah of course to his wife but then it was the ending where he was like to the crowd it's like yeah I grew up with Adam Sandler yeah like that's right like this yeah. whole time not Saturday Night Live of course I was too young for that mm-hmm. but like literally from Big Daddy on like yeah I grew up watching his movies the good yeah. ones and the ones we don't talk about yeah and it felt sincere like a sincere thank you to the fans like the, the people that watched made him successful yeah. and uh yeah, I, I uh, very likable guy. Adam Sandler's one too that um, I I went through a period where I, I thought his movie sucked. I was like, this guy's terrible. This, this is getting embarrassing. There, there was, but then I I kind of understood that he kept his people close. You know, he took care of them. He, he gave them roles. Guys like Rob Schneider, people that weren't necessarily going to get booked anywhere else in Hollywood. Um, and he had the money to bankroll all this stuff. And the movies did well at the box office. So now, I mean, he's one of the wealthiest comics out there. I don't feel like he has any yes men either. Mm-mm. Like I like I feel like his bad movies are just bad, and like they know, like yeah, everybody there knows they're like, self aware bad movies. They're not trying to be all profound or anything. Yeah. It's just a phone call. Like you can't believe what Netflix is about to do. Like, yeah, like, yeah, and that's kind of why I like Norm because he's again like he likes comedy for being silly. It's just jokes. It's not like there's we're not trying to you know solve all the world's problems. On, sta- on stage we're trying to make people laugh that's it so it's it's kind of a humble way to approach it so i really like adam sandler um for that reason um when you go into the influence that stand-ups had on pop culture do you feel like a lot of philosophy is um, introduced to pop culture through stand-up um i feel like uh stand-up comments on the philosophy that's flowing through the culture okay so uh because to me, stand like any idea I have is usually reactive to something I observe, and it's it's trying to like get at it in a way that's interesting uh, and maybe true in a deeper sense, like uh, and say it in a way that the average person would feel uncomfortable saying. Um, okay. So, uh, so yeah, I think um, I don't know if it introduced. I mean, 
there's certain stand-up comics that like changed things. Uh, like apparently, I don't know Richard Pryor's stuff that well, but apparently Richard Pryor really changed the game and how personal he got it. So I feel like he kind of shifted how open you could be on stage. Pryor said he he became really vulnerable and told a lot of personal stories, and that may have influenced kind of the stand-up culture. And then you get people kind of mimicking that. Um, Do you feel like that's always going to be a thing? Because it's always because you you've been doing stand up for a while now. You can see new people now than from when you were new. You can see new people now, and like you can see the people like when they first started, it's like oh, that sounds like Kevin Hart. Yeah, word for word, or the people that bang the the mic against the leg. I'm like okay, that's some Dave Chappelle yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, like, and you just see like you know before you get your own voice, it does seem like you. I wouldn't say hacky, but like yeah. you just do what you think is funny, and what yeah. you think is funny is what you've seen on TV. Yeah, it's really hard not to copy people. Over what? Because it's so hard. Like you're desperate for laughs. Like doing anything you can that'll like get a lot. Like ah, maybe this will work, and maybe this, and like you know, maybe things slipped into your subconscious, like your subconscious, like a mannerism or uh, you know, a phrasing of a word. I I try to avoid that if I can now, but um, but yeah. To me, it's like never uh, done. Um, like you, you never really feel like you're you're there. You're, in fact, you have to keep like humbling yourself to make sure you're not coming across uh, fake. Yeah. Like you, you want to be yourself, and that's so hard to do when you're trying to get a reaction. Mm-hmm. So uh, you kind of just have to let go somewhat, um, and you have to bomb. <laughs> A lot, yes. <laughs> which have, sucks because then you're you're humbling yourself. Uh, have you ever had a show where like, and 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 I work on it now, but like you ever had a show where you're like, yeah, this is gonna happen. I'm about to bomb. Like going into the show. Yeah, like you get there, you uh, like you just know, and it's never like I mean like all day, but like right before, maybe like thirty minutes before, you like, yeah, sudden's off. Tonight's not it. Ah. Uh, I've felt like that before, but usually when I feel like that, the show ends up going okay. It's when I feel like, okay, I got this. That's when I, that's when it, because then I'm like, I'm thinking it's going to go a certain way and then something happens and then it's like, oh wait, it's not going right. And then it's like, oh wait, no, now I've just been thinking about that for the last couple. And then it just, you know, uh, so yeah. And, um, I think, uh, going to different cities is kind of help, uh, where I've seen, um, that happened where I feel confident cause it worked in Greenville maybe a couple of times, but then I go to Columbia. This happened last week. <laughs> I had some polished material and, or I thought was polished. I mean, hell, but, uh, and the audience didn't know me. I didn't, I didn't do enough to break down those barriers at the beginning of the set. It was too edgy for them. And it was just crickets. It was like kind of what you described. And, uh, but again, before that, I kind of felt confident. So that's a tough room, too. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, was a tough room. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, yeah I heard about it. <laughs> I went back uh, this past Tuesday. How did it go? Oh, much better. Nice, much better. But it went better because I I had a totally different self-deprecating approach and just kind of nice, nice. Tried to not care at all, and then you know it went it went fine. Yeah. So yeah, be as a as a. That's a tough room depending on the subject matter. It's definitely not a room where you can go in there and say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. And there's some of that. I mean, that's to me, that's not like I, I don't like woke culture all the time because I feel like it, it limits what stand-up can do. But like that to me was like my bad and uh, 
not knowing the room because that's kind of the responsibility of the comedian too like if you're if you're going to do like a show at a church you should know you're not going to yeah. do these I wish one jokes. of the other comedians they would have pulled you to the side like hey you know so and so probably wouldn't you know these topics aren't really <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, those same jokes might have been okay if they had been done later in a set in a different way, or in, like, but it was edgy jokes back to back. So, oh yeah, that's not it. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about clean versus dirty comedy? Uh yeah. I uh, I don't have a strong opinion. I mean, there's swear words sometimes that I'll use uh, in a set. Uh, I don't like to be filthy there's some comics that are just there's certain topics like especially when it comes to sexual things i don't think being explicit and saying explicit sexual words on stage is funny just to say them i mean if, if it's going a direction and it serves a purpose maybe so like dirty sexual stuff i, I stay away from i might make like innuendo type allusions to stuff but and i don't like to swear too much but i also don't really think that like, you know, Jerry Seinfeld level clean to me is almost so polished that you don't see a, a lot of vulnerability and realness to it. So I, I think like on the spectrum of, you know, filthy versus squeaky clean, I'd probably be somewhere, you know, in the middle to, to slightly cleaner. Um, but that's just kind of how I am in real life. Like if I'm talking to my friend about something and I'm venting about something, I'll cuss sometimes. And I feel like that needs to be like how my set has to be if it's going to work. Like they have to feel like I'm actually, you know, being how I would normally be in real life. So, um, so yeah, not squeaky clean, but clean enough to where, you know, I'm not embarrassing my family or doing something so vulgar that it's like. The only, the only advice I can tell you or anybody watching is I, did, I counted my set. My set had 23 cuss words in it. I cut it down to four. I've been booked ever since. Okay. And even now when I write jokes, I don't get me wrong, I always want to use my voice. Like I know I don't want to be a clean, clean comedian, but I would rather be like yeah. bookable. Yeah, like, sure. Where it's like, hey, I want you to be on the show. I want you to feature for me. I want you to host for me. Yeah. And it's not like, I would, man, but like, uh, you know. Yeah. You know, the way you talk sometimes. It's I hear you. So, what, uh, do you have any F-bombs anywhere in your set? No, because it's just way easier to use the word mess. Mess, okay. Yeah. I have one that I, I don't know if I'm going to keep. That's oh, yeah. Like I say, if it, if it, if it's the punchline, because I have like, I have like every curse word is part of a punchline. Yeah. And when I don't use it for like a clean show, it's like, it still hits, but it's not. It's a little softer. It doesn't hit real way like softer. crisp. Soft, yeah. Like soft penis soft. Like, <laughs> like, like no blood going, it's no blood going in those jokes at all. Um, so it's yeah. Like, yeah. Uh. Yeah, I like to say clean if I I just, yeah, I like to start with the emotion of the, and not think about whether it's clean or dirt, and then maybe edit it later. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, that's kind of where I'm at with those. No, just, just finding your voice, man. That's, that was took me forever. Just finding mm -hmm. my voice. Just like, that was, mm -hmm. and I tell anybody that once you find your voice, that's pretty much like over half the battle. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I asked you before, but how did you get into comedy? Uh, so uh, I was a, I was really weird as a kid because I memorized like movies and shows and stuff, uh, like uh, any funny uh, movie or show. Seinfeld was my favorite show as a kid, even back to like 
elementary school, fifth grade, sixth grade, which is weird. I had a buddy who like loved Seinfeld. And obviously a lot of that's adult humor. So I didn't understand a lot of the humor, but uh, it was like comforting to me to like rewatch those episodes. Um, and they didn't even release the DVDs back then. So we would VHS record the Seinfeld episodes yep. when they were on after the evening news. And I had like a bunch of those and I would just watch them. And I just loved the shows for like what they were. They were just purely enjoyable. Um, and I kind of liked the stories more than Jerry's stand up in the shows. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I did some video editing and things in high school that were kind of creative and I really liked that, but I didn't know what to do with it at all. Um, and then I had a notebook that uh, I started writing funny ideas in when I was in college, um, just toying around with the idea, but I was always kind of too embarrassed to think that I would ever try to do it publicly. I just kind of had a few little things, literally a couple of pages, nothing really that significant. And then it wasn't until the pandemic hit. Um, and I think a lot of people started doing random hobbies and everybody started thinking, you know, they could do something, uh, during the pandemic. And I did a couple of YouTube videos that, um, for my, my job. Um, and that was the first time I ever tried to make something funny in like a minute clip. And one of them people really liked, and I had so much fun making it that I was like, Oh my gosh, well I have all this downtime. I'm going to write a couple of funny things. And, uh, it wasn't until a couple months after that in July when comedy zone opened back up here in Greenville and I had a friend invite me to an open mic. And, uh, when she sent me the text, I saw it and I was like, a part of me was like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm horrified. Like I didn't want to go. I didn't have any jokes, but the other part of me knew I would hate myself if I didn't. So it was like, I was tortured of whether to go or not. So I went up on stage, bombed horribly for like, a minute and a half. I think I got like one or two laughs and then just got off. It was like, Oh my gosh, Holy cow. What a rush. And, uh, and ever since like, it was just fun to just write creative stuff and, and try it out. And I, and I, I've kind of been hooked ever since. So it does get addicting, especially as your first big laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How did you get into stand up? Uh, I tried it once when I was 19. Uh, like I said, I got a couple laughs, but I just said I just didn't have time for it. I was, uh -huh. I was like a Jehovah Witness. I didn't have just I didn't have anyone to be like, hey, keep doing it. I want to hear more Jehovah's Witness material, by yeah, the way. I, I hear a couple of jokes about it, yeah, but it's, it's always the one thing that I was told was it's cool to hear it from the other side. It's only so many. Oh, they come to your door every day. Yeah, jokes. So oh, sure, sure. Yeah, but I, I bet there's some interesting perspectives having grown up there. Yeah, not in like a you know um, digging on digging kind of way, but like. I'd be intrigued by that kind of perspective. I definitely get people to be quiet, but like, where's this going? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but long story short, my ex-wife did stand up. She still does stand up. She's, she's, oh, really? Yeah, she's funny. Interesting. And uh, way ahead of me. Yeah. And um, she um, was like, uh, she saw me. I was like, hey, I want to try it. So I tried it. Uh, did great. The first two shows I did, bombed after that for a little bit. But then uh, I stopped doing it after the divorce, got back into it. And um, yeah, man. I'm yeah. Really, it was really the second time after, like, not when I was 19, but when I did it again, where I was like, oh, yeah, I fell in love with it. I was like, yeah, I yeah. can do this. Yeah. So that was pretty much how, how I went. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a weird uh, it's a weird hobby, career, whatever, because um, it demands so much of you to, like, keep doing it. Yeah. Like I said, man, it's not like getting paid for being you. Yeah. 
So that's the biggest thing. That's what made me fun, really fall in love. Like, if I can do what I hate for so long. Yeah, you're getting paid? Yeah. The dude, I'm, just, the dude. I'm just kidding. I know you're ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Like, five bucks so far? Yeah. When I mean... <laughs> When I mean paid, it's like twenty dollars and some wings. No, I'm, like, I'm, yeah. yeah, but he, no, that that in itself is amazing when yeah. you do uh, when you make that, and you're like, wow, I just yeah, a lot of I time, just told some dumb thoughts that people have to great. Yeah, a lot of times I get paid with exposure. Yeah, yeah. When that promoter comes to you and he's like, hey, uh, you know, all these people know who you are now. Like, really? Yeah. That's what just happened. Okay. Yeah. I only get one follow this whole time I've been here, yeah. but they know who I am. Okay. Yeah. And that's my other favorite part is like getting to know the different people in the community, like the, co- the other comics. Cause it's kind of like a weird fraternity where like people, like not a lot of just strangers off the street know what it's like, but the people that do know what it's like, know how hard it is and how much it can suck, know how much it's, it can be rewarding when it goes well. It's really uh, cool so that's supportive. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, some are assholes, of course, but when you get the group that's supportive, yeah. the ones that like want you to do better, that's who you. That's why I used to try to stick around with good people that like, because you have the comedians like, who the fuck is this guy? He's not funny. Yeah. And be like, yeah, we don't need that here. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. There's, I don't feel like there's any like shortcuts to like, you know, and I don't really have a destination in mind at all with comedy. It's just something that really makes me feel like balanced out. So, um, so yeah, there's no need to get like you know mean or jealous or you know resentful about anybody yeah, my, um, my my goal is headlining so hell yeah i gotta yeah. get to that 45 minutes so. yeah how many minutes you got uh right now good uh 18 18 uh but if you needed me i could do 25 but okay if, when i say good i mean like clean i know where every joke is going 18 yeah i gotcha yeah, yeah. but if anybody needs me to do 30 for the right amount of money <laughs> i will crowd work <laughs> Yeah. I would do, what's your name for a good yeah. 12 minutes? Yeah. 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 Comment on people's shirts. And yes. Where right. are you from? Yeah. Yes. Anybody celebrating birthdays? I <laughs> yeah. Is it payday? Yeah. Yeah. What are you it doesn't for? matter if that birthday or not. Oh, yeah. Your birthday's <laughs> next month? All right. Give it up for. Yeah. Happy belated. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, man, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Is there anything yeah, you'd like to say to your fans? Oh, gosh. All two of them. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you want you can follow me on Instagram uh, if you're a girl slide into my DMs please alright what's your Instagram handle so oh I can yeah follow you. David Baker 7 uh, B-A-K-K-E-R 7 and then on YouTube uh, uh, David Baker 16 so if you wanna take me out there that'd be fine alright guys you make sure you follow him like I said thank you again for coming on thanks and, Michael oh no problem and you guys have an amazing day